It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. And welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And today is Sunday, September the 29th. It's the end of September already. Still hot here. Still feels like summer. And we are live from Austin, Texas, where it's still summer. <laughs> um, and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to help me to make the show run as usual. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined on the phone by two women, Lacey and Sylvia, to discuss domestic violence their unique experience that ties them together and how they're now living passionate, joyful lives. And they will tell us about a great resource for those who are dealing with domestic violence called Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence, or BTSADV. And then Lauren Tarrant, co-founder of Well Beyond Care, joins us once again to discuss this national company that helps to match caregivers and those in need of caregivers to make a perfect caregiver fit. And then later in the show, regulars of the program, the duo Ragtop, Renee and Jim Oliphant, will be joining us um, once again from Virginia to talk about what's new with their music, and we'll play some of their music right here. And I'll fill you in on some news about passionate living along the way. And throughout this evening's show, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. My email address is Dr. Mara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And if you do have a question, be sure to call or email your questions while the guests are on the air so that they can answer your questions right here on this evening's program. Otherwise, I'll have to send it. To them and they'll have to answer it another time. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website. And the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program. And my website address is drmaracarpel.com. You can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years for information from previous programs to listen to all of the shows that we've done here on blog talk radio in the past almost six years you can check out my website drmaracarpel.com and you can also hear all of the podcasts directly at blog b-l-o-g 
blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. Uh, my website also has all of my blogs that I've written for Huffington Post and Arianna Huffington's Thrive Global. We have videos of interviews that I've done with guests who were live here in the studio in Austin, Texas, as well as some other videos that I have recorded. Um, my interviews by other hosts on their radio shows and podcasts and um, online media. Um, You can find that at my website and also information about my book as well as some other things. So um, speaking engagements um, and my speaker sheet, all of that is at the one-stop shop drmaricarpel.com and for all the information about upcoming events for upcoming shows um, to know when a a blog has been posted immediately when it's posted um, and any other events that we're doing the best place for that is my Facebook page and that is Dr. Mara Carpel Your Golden Years so if you follow me on Facebook you'll be up to date on everything that's going on. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and sometimes in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years have also been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected conditions. And if you have a question that you want to ask me or some information that you want me to know about, you can feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973. My email address is drmara at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. Or go to my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on Contact. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296. Seven five two. Okay, we're going to take a break um, to play some of our sponsors' commercials. It's going to be a brief break, so you don't want to go anywhere because when we come back, we'll be joined by Lacey and Sylvia from Break the Silence Against 
domestic violence. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaracarpell.com. Grows and it thrives. They'll say she lied. 
Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmarakarpell.com. And now joining me on the phone, we have Lacey and Sylvia to discuss domestic violence, and they're members of Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence, BTS-ADD. Welcome, ladies. Hello? Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. Hi. Thank you for hosting okay. us. All right. So thank you so much for joining joining us. And um, why don't we start off with um, just a discussion, maybe just starting, you know, starting with uh, Sylvia. Are you there, Sylvia? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Lacey. Um, just a little bit about your background and what brought you to uh, break the silence against, against domestic violence, and um, and what you know, and then we'll we'll go back and forth and talk about what you ladies are doing today and living a passionate life. Sure. Um, well, my name's Sylvia. I'm 29 years old. Um, I have a little daughter named Maya, she's seven, and um, my kind of history with domestic violence started um, at 18 years old when I started dating my abuser, and we kind of had a, you know, on and off uh, relationship for six years, and um yeah, things just got pretty bad. Um, there was some physical physical violence, but most of it was emotional and verbal, um, which I I find that that's been the most difficult to um, mm-hmm. kind of overcome, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, yeah, then I ended up seeing a um, an ad for Break the Silence on Facebook, um, and you know, I, they had a an ad for the women's retreat, and I immediately messaged Lacey about it, and then we decided to go together, which was a really awesome experience, and probably, I mean, for me, the beginning of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, and how about you, Lacey? Yeah, um... So my experience started in 2014. I started dating our, our abuser, and it was, um, you know, psychological, mental, sexual, and it lasted for about two years. Um, and then when when that relationship ended, I reached out to Sylvia, and because I was, you know, I was really confused as to what just happened, and. So we started talking, and then she found Break the Silence, and yeah, like she said, we went together. 
So when you said our abuser, you're talking about the same person, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. How, yep. how did you How did you find each other? I well, I knew she dated him before me, and he did the stereotypical, um, you know, talking really bad about her and saying that she was abusive. And I just, I kind of always knew that wasn't true. And, um, and then as time went on, I, I definitely knew it wasn't true. And so I just, I reached out to her, um, Mm -hmm. hoping to connect and kind of, you know, discuss and just, you know, her experience with him versus my experience with him. And it was, it was really validating. Yeah, it sounds like the two of you have been like a really wonderful support for each other. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mhm. Mhm. And so how did break the silence help you guys? Um well, for me, um I guess the two biggest things that I got from Break the silence is obviously um, break, you know, breaking that silence. So speaking out, out about a, a domestic violence, and I um, ended up posting something on my Facebook um, a couple of times about abuse, and I always, you know, share articles, and I'm really open with people. Um, so that's been one of the biggest things. And then another one um, from the retreat was like self-care they really really focused mm-hmm. on self-care and um you know doing things outside of your comfort zone and those two things have been really beneficial to me in in healing from from this you know mm-hmm. trauma mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right um so you know both of you seem to have gone on and moved forward with your lives um you know, living pretty full lives at this point. Do you, do you want to talk about that and and maybe how you were able to do that, how you were able to, you know, as you mentioned, Sylvia, the emotional abuse was the hardest part, and, and I would say that probably is the part that keeps people kind of stuck even after they're out of the relationship. So how did how did you guys move forward? Um, well, um, I know. Oh, Lacey, you can go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I I got into therapy pretty quick after leaving him, and I just I kind of confronted everything. Um, like I told my story a lot to you know my coworkers and my close friends, and just voicing that really helped. Seeing my therapist really helped, and then of course finding break the silence and. And ultimately having that connection with Sylvia, um, it like I said, it was it's really validating. And I know not not every survivor has that, which is really unfortunate. But um, mm-hmm. I attribute, yeah, a lot of my healing to just all of those things combined. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, um, and for myself. Um, Oh, sorry, the cat. <laughs> sorry, let me get, let our cat outside really quick. He's calling out the door. Come on, Katie. Um, for myself, you know, um, I've had to do 
a lot of work. I'm also, I, I started struggling with alcohol abuse. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of always been a thing, but it really, you know, spiked when I was dealing with um, kind of the aftermath of the abuse. And so a AA and a 12-step program have been really helpful for me. Um, I just started seeing a somatic therapist about um, almost a year and a half ago, and that's been really healing as well. Um, I, you know, read a lot of inspirational books and po- listen to inspirational podcasts, um, and then just um, like movement, so yoga, dance. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and also, you know, following my passion because the stress and the anxiety and the depression that came after the abuse, um, it really kind of kept me stuck for a while. And I didn't feel like I was capable of pursuing my passion, you know, and add alcoholism on on top of that. And everything just kind of seemed really out of reach. Um, But kind of focusing back on my passion and being in recovery have really helped um, help me just see what I'm capable of. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's still a struggle. I still deal with mm-hmm. anxiety and, um, you know, uncomfortable emotions, but, you know, little by little, I'm able to recover quick, more quickly from those and um, just kind of, you know, continuing right. being a parent and, and working and doing all, all the things I need to do. So. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, you know, I talked, um, we talked on the show last week about the importance of, of facing, you know, um, suffering and pain rather than running away from it. And I was talking in terms of, you know, other people suffering and pain, but I think it's really, really important for us to face our own. It sounds like the two of you have done a lot of that, you know, by breaking the silence and and shedding light on what you went through rather than trying to hide from it. That's pretty powerful. Yeah, it's... um it has been really empowering um, kind of switching over from that, you know, victim archetype, I guess, to, Mm -hmm. you know, a survivor and a thriver and, you know, kind of ending that shame and that stigma. Um, And that's another thing that BTS, you know, their retreat kind of did for me was it showed me that this does not discriminate that, you know, um, women of all different, you know, socioeconomic um, levels mm-hmm. are experiencing this. Um, it doesn't have to do with, you know, how smart you are, or how much money you have. Like this affects everybody, and um, yeah, that was another big, right. big part because we're not, we're not alone. Mhm, mhm. So, what are the two of you doing? Why don't we start with you, Sylvia? Um, what are you doing these days? in 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 your life well um i currently i switched to kind of having my own cleaning business um which has mm-hmm. really helped um just kind of have my own schedule and um i'm also uh i'm a trained doula and i'm doing a certification program so i'm 
also doing doula work. I'm actually on call right now for a birth. Um, and mm-hmm. then I, you know, I frequent the gym. I go to therapy. I'm involved in my AA group. Um, and I try to be involved with the community. I volunteer for an organization called Outsidey, which is a women's uh, group. They do a lot of stuff outdoors mm-hmm. and um, also mm-hmm. um, like, you know, cooking or um, doing yoga, just a lot of different activities. And it's just a nice way for the women of the community to support each other and um, uh-huh. Yeah, so, so you're, you're pretty meaningful busy. connections. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. Sometimes it's a little too much. Um, <laughs> sometimes I get carried away, and I need to really focus on just taking care of myself. But um, right, you know, it's all just right. about finding that balance. Uh huh. Uh huh. And how about you, Lacey? What do you do? Yeah. I um, so I work for the YWCA here in Missoula as their volunteer coordinator for our Pathways program, which runs our domestic violence shelter and our 24/7 crisis line. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been really rewarding. And I um, I also have two other jobs. So I work at the university as a personal trainer, and the women's club. Um, they're an all fitness, um, all women's health and fitness center. And uh-huh. yeah, I do. Some- yeah, I do some volunteer work um, here in Missoula as well. I volunteer for our um, local children's and community theater, and I do a lot of like pet sitting, house sitting, um, and I'm all I'm studying to be a health coach. Great, great. So the two of you are living pretty passionate lives at this point. You sort of, you know, turn. Sounds like you've turned the corner and have are moving forward, which is wonderful. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there may be some listeners, um, out there who are dealing with, you know, they're in a, a situation where they're dealing with domestic violence in, uh, you know, in their own life, in their own relationship, or they have gotten out of a relationship, but are still kind of stuck feeling, you know, all of the symptoms that you described, the anxiety, maybe abusing alcohol to try to medicate themselves or feeling depressed or ashamed or low self-esteem. Um, what what suggestions would would you make, you know, you guys make based on your own experiences and being able to move forward? Um, um so I, I guess I'll <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Lacey. Yeah. Okay, well um, let's start with I, Lacey. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, um, and people have probably heard this before, but I, I it's just worth saying again, you're not alone. Um and to for me personally, just voicing my story, telling um sharing it, telling it Um, no matter how many times, even if it's, you know, to your dog or whoever, um, is really healing um, in itself. Um, Sylvia, do you want to add anything Mm -hmm. to that? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I said, my my work isn't over um, with, you know, just Mm -hmm. uh, emotional stuff that I'm dealing with. So 
I really encourage everyone to find a good counselor. Um, I know here in Montana, if you have Medicaid, that is covered. Um, and, you know, I tried counseling once and it wasn't a right fit and I kind of gave up after that. So I say, you know, try again and meet a few different ones in your area and find one that you really connect with. Um, and also just getting involved in your community. You know, we get so caught up in um, in ourselves and it's easy to to mm-hmm. wallow in your suffering when you're, you know, just thinking about all of your problems. So really getting out and maybe finding a way to volunteer or give back to your community or even just if you have a friend in need and, you know, helping them out. Um, and then, um, yeah, just reading and, 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 you know, understanding kind of why domestic violence happens and, um, you know, understanding uh-huh. kind of like the mind of the abuser, I think is really helpful. Um, you know, especially if you're going to go back into dating, um, afterwards, you really want to know those red flags and, um, but yeah, I think working on yourself, um, you know, finding, finding maybe a support group too at a, a shelter. Um, I went to a support group for about a year and that really helped too. just, talking to other women, seeing, um, you know, how many times they'd go back with their abuser and just mm-hmm. understanding that I, I wasn't crazy. This wasn't, um, you know, this wasn't abnormal in the situation that I was put in. This is my behavior and my reaction to these things were totally normal, but, you know, learning about it kind of helps you get out of that cycle. So Right, right. You know, I, I have to just say that when you said that your work is not done, don't feel bad because I, I think that none of our work is done. <laughs> it's, you know, on whatever it is that we happen to be dealing with, whether it's dealing with, you know, having been in a domestic violence situation or anything else, but, you know, it's a lifelong process. And so I agree shop around. I always tell my clients that, you know, I see veterans uh, for PTSD, but I don't treat them. And I tell them when they're looking for treatment to shop around. If they don't like the first therapist, don't give up. It's just like anything else. Um, So that's great. And and yes, shedding the light, talking about it, that's all, that all sounds great. And, you know, having support um, and you know the what you said about giving back to the community. You know the the research shows that the best way to come out of a depression is to help somebody else. Um, because when we're depressed, we're so we're so inwardly focused, and when we start to help someone else, it it change it shift it causes a shift in our thinking where we're not just focused on our own suffering and it feels good to help other people. So, so, um, so tell me about, uh, break the silence. Um, you know, where is it? Um, what it, what it, what does it involve? How to, how can people reach out for help through break the silence or become part of it? Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that?
I'll let Lacey. How about you, um, Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Break the Silence, they're down in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And um, I know Kristen is the founder, and she does retreats. Um, she hosts them in Colorado Springs, which we went to the one um, when they were in San Diego. And, you know, you can find them on Facebook and search their website. They have, I think, even financial classes for people to take, um, you know, after abuse. A lot of people suffer from uh, financial abuse. And they have angel families, so people who are affected, who um, have a loved one who was affected by domestic violence, support groups for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of a whole, yeah, a whole array of services, you know, around domestic violence. Okay. And they're all over the country? So they, they're just in Colorado Springs, but Kristen, mm-hmm. the, I guess the founder, she'll go around the country and do, um, you know, motivational talks about it, about what she does, her experience. Uh-huh. Um, so they, yeah, so they're only housed in Colorado Springs, and um, yeah, and you can access their services online or, okay. yeah, like I said, maybe maybe she'll come to your city, which would be super cool, and you could watch her speak live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there is some services that you can do online um, for people that are around the country? Yeah. Yep. People can yeah, get and they support. Have you- a, sorry, they um they have a what I really um like you know now I'm not really focused a lot on the domestic violence aspect of my healing although I still talk about it um but one really mm-hmm. nice thing you know our abuser he's in prison um right now and um so I don't get any child support or anything and they have this neat program called holidays of hope, um, which they find, they connect donors to, um, little kids. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter will write out a little list, like a little Christmas list and somebody will, um, get that list and they will send her a gift. So it's really, it's just really nice. They, okay. they really do a lot to, to give back mm-hmm. to the community and, um, yeah, um, the the retreat is really amazing. They the for for the price that we paid, I think we got a lot out of it. Um, Kristen really does a great job of um, making these women feel welcome, and um, we just had a lot of great experiences. I believe it was a three day retreat, and um, we just I came out of that feeling really really hopeful. And like I said, that was like the kind of beginning of the healing so if anyone Mm -hmm. you know is already out of the relationship and feels like they just need something inspiring and to connect with other women I highly suggest that okay and there do you know how often the retreats okay go on sorry I believe they believe they do it once a year Lacey correct me Uh if I'm wrong and then the website is breakthesilencedv.org Okay, breakthesilencedv.org, and um, I will be posting um, the links on my website. I believe it's already there, but I will make sure um, tonight. Um, And it sounds like if there are listeners who 
are interested in getting involved and helping, um, that they can be that they can actually donate. Right? Sounds like they can be um, they can give donations for children. In in your situation, for example, where they're they're not receiving child support from the ex abuser. Right. Yeah. So they had that um, little program, and yeah, I believe she does. I know she does scholarships for the retreat as well. So I don't know if those mm-hmm. are funded by donors, but um, yeah, I just think it's a great organization, and you know, it's in the name "Break the Silence," um, which you know, abuse cannot thrive in silence. So, right. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, you know, thank you so much, ladies, for for joining me this evening for this program, you know, and it sounds like you're, you know, you're both doing really well. And, and you know, you, of course, it's a, you have to keep working at it, which, as I said, we all have to work at something. So, um, you know, great that you're doing what you're doing. And thank you for sharing the inf- your story and the information so other people might be inspired to reach out for help and family members might reach out for help as well. Yeah, thank you so much for, um, for having us yeah. on. Yes, and you have a good evening um, and keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. We're going to take a brief break. Um, We have lots more to come. Lauren Tarrant will be joining us after the break to talk about Well Beyond Care, and we have Ragtop playing some music for us. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now i cutting my segment short this evening so that we can also have Lauren Tarrant on the program to talk about her uh, awesome um, company, national company, Well Beyond Care, um, helping people find the right caregivers. So before she comes on the show, though, let me just talk a little bit about some news. Um, If you missed it, my latest blog posted last week in Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global. It was also then posted in Savannah Spirit. It's also on Medium, and it's on my website. So if you go to my website, you can find it. And the title of that blog is Spirituality Without Compassion, 
compassionate action, sorry, is spirituality without compassionate action is selfish. Creating with compassion a key element to passionate living. So, you know, that has been one of my big um, topics recently is how it's, you know, it's wonderful to have a passion and something that you're really um, loving that you just love to do and following that dream. But if you're doing it without having compassion and without seeing it, seeing a way to bring your gifts into the world, then it's not sustainable. And, and if you're spiritual and, and all of your spirituality is focused on, on inner work and you're not bringing any of that light out to the world and taking action to help other people, then it has sort of a selfish quality to it. So speaking of compassion, I wanted to um, tell you about some recent news that I was contacted by a group called Compassionate Austin, which is right here in Austin, Texas. And they're part of a global group called Charter for Compassion. And Austin is now one of 400 compassionate cities worldwide. And there are many things going on here um, through this group that they have worked with the city council in Austin to initiate various compassionate programs. And um, so I'm going to be joining this group, and they, uh, they asked me to be in the leadership, which is made up of a bunch of people who are doing really amazing compassionate um, activities and so um you know stay tuned because i'm going to have people on this show members of compassion or austin on the program to talk about the various compassionate activities that they are doing for austin and for the globe their focus is on um, compassion for others compassion for self and compassion for the earth and so I'm really excited that they're that I'm joining this group, and I'm also excited that some of them are interested in coming on this program and speaking about um, compassion. And they're they're doing all kinds of things. And and so on that note, I want to invite you to think about um, what you might do today to bring light into the world? What gifts are you going to bring into the world today? And at the same time, we need to take care of ourselves. So what are you going to do for yourself to bring light into your own life today? You know, um, I've spoken quite a bit about the pillars of passionate living and one of them is compassion, that that is really a pillar. We can't have passion without compassion. But the other pillars are important as well, and that includes gratitude for what we already have so that we realize that we have enough um, and that we are enough already. Um, and um, generosity, which is part of compassion, and um, and dreaming, allowing ourselves to dream. So these are all really important. And so I invite you to think about all of this. And, and the foundation 
for all of these pillars is taking care of yourself. So how are you going to take care of yourself today? All right. And um, other than that, not too much other news. I'm, I'm working on some public speaking engagements that are coming up. And right now the next one is October 20th. I'm speaking in Brownsville at the Unity Church about living a passionate life. And um, I have a few more coming up and I will keep you posted. So we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we'll be joined by Lauren Tarrant of Well Beyond Care to talk about this great company and finding the right fit for a caregiver. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from right here in Austin, Texas, once again, we have the co-founder of Well Beyond Care, Lauren Tarrant. Good evening, Lauren. Hello. How are you? How's everybody? I am well. So how are you, Lauren? I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to say a little bit more about Well Beyond Care. It's been it's been a couple months. Yeah, you have been on the show since you first launched this company. You were like really just a startup at the time and now it's really grown. Um and we we I feel really privileged to have you on the program throughout your whole growing process to talk about it and now you're there now it's it's there so so tell us tell us about well beyond care what is what are you doing what is it well we started serving families about five years ago and we knew that there was a demand for low-cost alternative to health care to private duty care or craigslist so what we wanted to do is put together something that allows you to save money and also to be in control. Only if you're controlling it, sometimes you're scared. So we're behind you. We'll help you with whether it's questions, resources, back office, payroll, we're there. But we're teaching families how to get their own caregivers. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. today I can talk a little bit about how we're different from 
agencies or Craigslist. Does that sound good? That sounds good. I, I was going to ask you, how are you unique? Well, thanks. You know what? There are there are many ways that I feel like I, I feel like there are many ways that we're different. But I'm gonna mention about five or six, and and maybe we'll talk about one or two of those tonight. But but I wanted to say that first of all, how we're different from Craigslist is that um, you're not alone. It always scares me when someone gets a caregiver from Craigslist, and I know you're trying to save money, but you don't go through the proper channels. You don't go through the proper process to make sure that you have vet, vetted someone safely. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things that we do. So compared to Craigslist, we're a little bit more detailed, process-oriented. We're the backbone. Whereas compared to an agency, we've cut out the middleman, and that's how we save, you know, a fortune. You know, saving six to ten dollars an hour is huge, and that might mean that someone could actually afford care. So that's always our goal. So with that, you know, we we also we don't have a minimum of care. So private duty agencies normally, and I please correct me if I'm wrong, but normally they ask for uh, down payment. They want to make sure they're going to get paid, and sometimes it's most likely about twenty five hundred dollars a month or twenty five hundred dollars to start. And then they have a minimum of care about four hours a day. Well, we're different there because we don't have any minimum of care. We don't have any monthly costs or startup fees. You pay as you go. The only minimum we have is that you have to pay a caregiver a minimum of 12. You can pay them anything you want, and there's a $3 add-on fee on top of that. So if you pay them Mm -hmm. 12, it costs you 15 versus in an agency, it's a big difference because if you're paying them 10, if you're if they're being paid 10, then actually it probably costs you about 20. So wow. it's it's a big difference. And and mm-hmm. the reason you know I bring this up is because you know we want our caregivers to be happy as well. Because if a caregiver's happy and this is the job they feel comfortable with, they're excited about, they're making enough money, it's close to them, they're the, speaking the same language, they're excited to come because it's a good fit for them and they show up. And so by paying them a couple extra dollars, they're not going anywhere. So that's a difference. And we'll talk a little bit more. I do want to mention a little bit um, in a little bit about culture, but <clears throat> a different, mm-hmm. another difference is that and you're going to laugh when I say this, but we answer the phone. And I'm talking about, um, I get uh-huh. that all the time, that there's, people are shocked that we answer the phone. And we are all registered nurses that have experience with families, whether they're healthy with a functional disability or, you know, infirmed or sick or have, you know, disease processes. It doesn't matter with us, we just want to make sure everybody has a resource and we would rather that you ask us instead of asking a neighbor. So that's why we answer the phone. So I feel like that's a big difference is that we have nurses and we answer the phone and we want you mm-hmm. to call us. <clears throat> so now let me let me interrupt you for a moment. So you're all over uh-huh. the country, right? Yes. Yes. And, and, and so you have and you have nurses like 
uh, you know, for for each region? Is that is that how that works? Our nurses work anywhere. We are home health hospice nurses, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you are. And that I, you know what, that's another difference too that I haven't even gotten to. But thanks for mentioning that too. We are different than other companies too because you can be in Austin and taking care of your mother in San Antonio or in New England. It doesn't matter. That's the World Wide Web allows us uh-huh. to take, to have you know to help people nationwide. And our nurses will get right there local with you and help you across you know whether it's a resource or sometimes we make phone calls to doctors' offices and ask for home health or hospice, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where you mm-hmm. live. Right. Okay. Okay. So this is the nurse that oversees and you have the caregiver who is local. Yes, that is exactly how it is. And it, you know, nowadays because of long-term care insurance programs, um, we, it may be a nurse. I mean, it may be a, a caregiver, but also PT or, you know, physical therapy or occupational therapy or, social work. There's a lot of different things, too, that long-term care insurances are starting to pay for. So while we mostly do caregivers, our nurses can handle it, can help you. It doesn't matter what your discipline is, whether you're a caregiver or a home health aide or a CNA, medical assistant, LVN, RN, PT. Doesn't matter. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Does that make sense? Great. Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So one thing I do want to mention, if I might, because I I I feel like it's important, and I want some feedback too, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's about culture. Um, you know, where I was listing all of these things that we do that are different, but to me, because I hear about it all the time, it's so important. The culture is so important. Because um, the way we look at it, you're trying to find a caregiver for your mom or your son or your, you know, brother, someone who is vulnerable and who needs care, but they're still a person and they still have a personality and they still have to communicate their needs. And people feel more comfortable when their culture is matched. And that's one of the things we do. You know, it it might be, you know, a cultural thing of their healthcare beliefs or their health beliefs mm-hmm. or eye contact or meal prep. Uh-huh. So I wonder if that, if people um, think about that, that when you have a caregiver, that there's a possibility that you can get someone to speak the same language as your mom and to have the same um, upbringing or a similar up, similar upbringing because I know I'm picky and I know I want somebody to understand me. And if there, our program is for the long haul, not just a couple days, you know, a couple days or a couple hours every once in a while, mm-hmm. we want to be part of the family. We want to be there through the years. And if we're going to be there through the years, I feel like communication is paramount. Right. So when you talk about culture, you're also talking about that they understand your language, right? That you speak the same mm-hmm. language. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is really important if you want to express your needs, you want your caregiver to understand what you're saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you and, know, and and okay, go on. I was just going to say, you know, and, and culture is also uh, relevant with, um, you might have a veteran. How about a 70-year-old veteran caring for a 70-year-old veteran? You know, Mm. sometimes someone might need a companion or somebody to make eggs for them or just check on them. And wouldn't that be nice to be able to communicate to somebody? Um, I think about veterans as a culture. I think about, you know, some of the, uh, care seekers or the people needing care. Um, I, I've had a couple 20-year-olds with spinal cord injuries, and they don't want a 50-year-old. They want a 20. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we had somebody who's 20, Asian, um, educated, um, was in college when he had an injury, and that's what he wanted was someone about his age and his um, Asian culture and his educational, um, you know, um, background was so important. So mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to mention that too. I just feel like um, a lot of times we we don't think that that that's a possibility, and I think we need to uh, work towards that. It's important. Okay. So you know, so how does that work? I mean, for some people, it might not make a difference you know so some people they kind of like people of different cultures right that that would be a really interesting thing as long as they speak the same language that that I would think is primary but um but so how do people go about deciding what is important to them and what may not you know and not being picky about what's not important to them when picking a caregiver well, first of all, you know, if it's for your mom when you're, or your mom, your dad, or somebody, you're filling out all the information, and you get to choose what it is that is important. And so by looking at all these choices, it may never have dawned on you that, oh, that would be important. Oh. And so one part of it is, you know, as they're filling out their profile so that we can recruit and match, that's how we do it is that they're going to say, you know, that they want someone with so much experience and, 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 and those issues. But then they're going to say, I want somebody who's a veteran. I want somebody who, you know, uh, will go to church with me. I want someone who is going to speak the same language, who knows how to cook. I was thinking about this one um, family that we had that was such a funny request, but when you think about it, it wasn't funny at all. I guess at first I thought it was funny. And that was that Mm -hmm. they were looking for an educated female that could sing and play the piano. And they had to go to church. And what the family did, and the family hired this person who sang like a birdie, played the piano, was a nurse, lived within about 15 miles, and every visit she was invited into the home four times a week to sit with, you know, the the person who is actually about, I'm going to guess in her early 80s, and just give her a little bit of joy, not just a companion, but let's get on the piano and sing. 
And I just Mm -hmm. love that. I thought that was so beautiful. And, you know, we don't think about those things, but we're trying to take care of our parents many times from a distance, and we want to make them happy. And it's easier than you think if we know what you want and we recruit for that. If it's important to your mama, then we should try, right? That's what we do. Right. So do you find people who are very educated and musically talented who are also caregivers? I guess you did. Well, I guess you found is, someone. <laughs> we did. And actually they wanted it to they wanted them to be a nurse because they were looking for the education and the um and her musical talent and and they were pretty specific and shockingly <laughs> enough we got her name was Anne and she went over there those four times a week played the piano we had an intellectual conversation and they mm-hmm. loved each other i think that's great but, yeah you know, that's and, wonderful and and it's and it's things like that like you know and and one day i think we'll talk a little bit more about medical needs but you know, a culture might be also that the caregiver understands um, a family with Alzheimer's. It's a family mm-hmm. or a family with diabetes. And that's part of a culture as well. Right. Right. That we right. try to match, you know, and, and I guess let me answer the second part of that question is how do, so how it happens is that the family says what they want, filling out a profile. We start mm-hmm. recruiting the caregiver that fills out their profile that is made to match is now introduced to the family. So now the family is the one who interviews the caregiver. So that is how we accomplish that. They can ask anything they want in the interviews. And, and one more example is that I had someone who spoke Farsi she called me, the caregiver called me one day, and she was hysterical, and her voice was so high, and she said, I'm Farsi, and I speak Farsi. And I said, okay, that's great. She said, no, you don't understand. And I said, tell me. And she said, the family I was matched up to speaks my language, is from my part of the world, and my interview was six hours long because they hired me right then and there, and I started working there. And it wow. was the most beautiful thing. And so that that just makes we all cried over that one. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. You know, Thank I was you. thinking as you were as you were talking. You know, my mom is in an assisted living, and she gets all she gets speech therapy and physical therapy, all all of that. And um, she absolutely loves that the speech therapist, you know, has traveled a lot and has conversations with my mom about traveling and getting my you know using that as therapy, getting my mom to talk about her traveling, and that her son is studying at Juilliard School of Music because my mom always loves, you know, hearing about musicians and Juilliard is like, you know, wow, to go to Juilliard. So, and and that makes, you know, when I ask her, how was your day? She'll get very excited and say, I had speech therapy today. It was great. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can totally see that, that if you, you know, if you have a caregiver who's able to speak about things that your that are your interests that it makes all the difference in the world 
Yep. That's part of our matching algorithm, you know, not just the veterans or do you smoke or what's your, you know, are, do you have a religious um, ideation that, you know, is going to match, do you like dogs, but also hobbies, you know, um, and, and it is, you know, many people will say, oh, I don't care, just bring me someone. And then when we explain it, then they stop for a minute and, and I think the light turns on that if this is going to be long term. You want someone <clears throat> who you can communicate with, who you're comfortable with, who's, you know, part of the family. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, people mm-hmm. don't want to switch caregivers. No one wants a new caregiver. And the secret is caregivers don't want new families either all the time. They want to do a good job. They Caregivers are lovey-dovey hard workers that want to be appreciated, that want to do what they can do to help you. They love that. They want to be part of the Mm -hmm. family. I love that. Right. Right. Yeah, and I would imagine that it would make a caregiver very satisfied to be able to talk about, you know, their, their passion with the person that they're taking care of and knowing that that person shares the same passion. Yep. Yes. And that's, that is why our caregivers stay. We don't have the problems of truancy because we match them. We, when, the caregiver, when the care family, care seeker says, this is what I want, and it's matched to someone who says, this is what I can give, why do they want to leave? And, and I do tell the mm-hmm. caregivers sometimes, you know, you can't ask for less than $12 an hour. But if you need 14 an hour, which it really turns into 17, if you really need 14, then you ask for 14 because I don't want you to leave because someone else is going to pay 14. I want you to stay there. That family's counting on you. And we talk about that Mm -hmm. all the time. Families are counting on you. You know, we can build networks. We can, you can have as many caregivers as you want, you know, in the pipeline or that are, you know, as needed. Um, But that is, that's so important to us that a caregiver likes what they're doing. They're getting paid what they want. They're doing what they want to do. They live close because we want them to be consistent. That's so important, especially if you're trying to find care for your parents or your kids across the country, you don't want to keep doing it. You want to do it, mm-hmm. do a good job, add some backups, and go on with your life. Go back to work or do what you need to do. Right. That's- right. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other part of that is is caregivers are getting paid enough. They don't have to take second and third jobs. Right? And you know, they're... I- the difference between, um, like with Medicaid programs and some agencies, they'll pay between minimum wage, which many places is still under $8.50. They'll pay them $8.50 to $10 an hour, and caregivers will drive all over the place and show up and, and be uncomfortable with the care that's needed because they don't know how to do it. And it's the first thing. And there are just so many issues. When you pay a caregiver, an hour, they're going to show. And that may be the difference between them getting a car, a computer, Mm -hmm. 
um, it, it it can be life changing. Four six dollars, four to six dollars an hour is life changing to a caregiver, and that's mm-hmm. that's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. You've right. got such great questions. Thank you, Mara. That is so <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, I, I mean, if if people aren't getting paid enough in their work, um, you know, they're they're not they're definitely not happy at the job. And they're having to work multiple jobs, um, right. which makes them exhausted and, you know, less happy <laughs> and not as, not, not, they don't do the job as well because they're, they're tired. Well, the story of our company, the, how it began was that Jeffrey Fry, um, our co-founder and CEO um, what happened with him is that he found himself in a situation where he had to find a caregiver for his mom who lived in D.C. while he was living here in Austin, Texas. And he kept going through caregivers and they had, you know, the language was not the same and they didn't, they weren't experienced, but they came from an agency. So he was paying a lot of money. And he finally mm-hmm. decided after she was hospitalized a couple times to bring her, his mom here. So when he brought her here, same thing. He's got agencies and they're very expensive and the caregivers don't show or they keep leaving. And he says to someone, why are you leaving? Because she said, I have to quit. This is my last day. And he said, why are you leaving? I'm paying like $26 an hour. And she said, well, I'm not getting that. I'm getting about 950 and I'm not and and I can't do this and he said well how are you getting a big raise and she said yes I'm getting a 20 cent raise I'll be making 970 an hour oh my goodness okay so wait a second so he was floored because where is all that money going to and now he has to have another caregiver and so this is how, this is the inception. This is how we all got started. And then um, he realized that um, there are so many things that we can do to uh, pay caregiver more, charge the family less, and then um, let them choose. And, and then when we met, I'm a mouthy nurse, been a nurse 40 years, 30 and from house. <laughs> And when we met, I said, okay, that's lovely, but everyone needs to have someone to talk to, and I don't want a tech team. Uh, It would be so wonderful if everyone had a nurse or someone who had some idea with the medical uh, community so that we can keep people safe and out of the hospital and calm down all the drama. So what in the last several years, what we've put together besides the matching, everyone gets a nurse and we can allow up to 10 family members to be part of the care circle. So almost like Facebook, they can all know what's going on, see pictures or whatever they need. And we also have a notification system so that we can notify their doctors what's going on. Maybe they have CHF, they've gained a couple pounds or diabetes. So that the, whole reason we started was because we knew that there was a need. We wanted to pay caregivers 
more, but we wanted families to be able to afford it. And we don't, we laugh when we say this, but it's true. We don't want grandma out in the middle of the woods all by herself and no one knows what's going on. Right. Not, <laughs> right. Right. So, so Lauren, we're going to talk more next week too. We're going to have a part two to talk about more um, related to what you, what your company well beyond care can do um, so we're going to hold off on, on more of that right now, but before you go, how can people contact you if they're interested right away, if they're interested now? Well, you can always go to the site and not on your phone, please, but on a computer, wellbeyondcare.com and fill out a profile first you'll you know set up your password and log your login and password and then fill out a profile and then we will get in touch with you very quickly or you can get in touch with us first anyone can call me i'll help you if you have a question now or along the way and I'm Lauren Tarrant, and my email is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at wellbeyondcare.com. And I would, my, the phone number's there, but I'm going to give my phone number as well, in case anyone is writing it down, 512-809-4057. Great. And I'm going to put all of that on my website this evening so people can go check that out this evening if they're interested and they didn't have their pen ready um, Good. but meanwhile we're going to have you come back next week so you can talk some more about what you can do for people all over the country all thank over the you. nation thank you so I'm, thank I appreciate you. that so much thank you yeah thank you so much for, for coming on this evening and talking about it and we'll talk to you next week Sounds great. Thank you. Again. All right. Have a good evening. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to play a little music of our upcoming guest, the uh, musical duo Ragtop. So let's listen to some music and we'll be joined by Renee and Jim Oliphant of Ragtop. Bye. 
for all of us, January and February is kind of our um, slower breathing session up here. In this part of Virginia, winter usually hits us in February and March, and uh, things slow down a little bit. So we're hoping to be able to do those collaborations. I'm not sure if they'll be on original music or uh, rearrangements of some covers that we work with, but it's something we wanted to do, reach out to some other artists and do some projects together. And we'd hope mm-hmm. to be back in the studio recording by now, but we just that has definitely not been on the on the target right now. There's so much else going on. We've got some ideas together for possibly a new CD, but we've got one original that we're trying to get finished before the holidays. It's a, a Christmas original we wrote over a year ago and worked on getting a little bit of it down in the studio, have some raw pieces and takes we're working with and going to do a little rewrite on it. Hope to finish that before the end of the year. But those are some uh-huh. of the things that we'd really like to do, but they've just been pushed back because of our schedule. But uh, it's mm-hmm. good. It's, it's good to be that busy. And we're in an area where there are really a lot of talented musicians across several genres. And, uh, I mean, with country, jazz, rock, soft rock, adult contemporary, Americana. You, I guess most people think of Southwest Virginia, they would think of Americana music. And it is a rich right. history here through the, the Blue Ridge area. But it, the other music genres are just booming here, too. And we've got some people that have just made it big in country and have uh, signed some great deals and are playing a lot. And we've got a nice country venue in the, in the region that's really got a great reputation. So live music's alive and well in South Virginia, and there are a lot of opportunities. So we've been playing as much as we can this summer and taking advantage of it. And appreciate you yeah. playing some of our uh, music as well. Yeah. yeah, so the song that we just played, um, sailing. Um, can you tell us about that one? Yeah, that one's a particular favorite. I, it's got a real Celtic sound to it. Um, it was actually mm-hmm. written, uh, maybe this is why it's endearing, I can feel this part of it. It was written on the beach by Blythe okay. Bridge. And uh, it had that feel, I guess. You'd be sitting in front of the ocean to experience those, those feelings, almost a spiritual nature to it. I thought it was an old Celtic song of some kind when we first heard it, then come to find out that um, it was not. It was written in 1972. And then in 75, Rod Stewart put it on his first album, uh, Atlantic Crossing. And we watched a video from that. And it's really, it's a fun video to watch, YouTube, that video of him and that performance. But we performed the song live. We make it a medley with, um, we've got one other song that we usually put it into. That's Sam Morrison's Into the Mystic. And we start mm-hmm. with Into the Mystic, and then we transition to Sailing with uh, that, that three-string kind of um, arpeggio and then some chimes. They both together have such a, a, a spiritual kind of feel to it. And that's, that's what mm-hmm. the songwriter of the song said it was about, was just spiritual odyssey of life, moving to freedom, fulfillment, and, and where we want to be in life. So it works really well live like that. And in recorded session, we just felt like it was good as a standalone. So that's on our Mm -hmm. new EP, Retro, and that's a digital download. It's available. I'll make sure we get our website and everything for folks at the end, but that's on our newest project, which was solely a digital download. Okay. uh, That's the background of that song. Yeah, when did that come out? When did your new EP come out? We did that. This this was a spring release this year, so we've been playing Mm -hmm. those tracks almost at every show as well. It was, um, we just talked to a lot of our fans were telling us that they wanted to know when we were going to put out some new music, and people were telling us, well, you know, we don't really, the hard CD is okay, but 
some of the newer vehicles don't have CD players. They have ports for your phones and uh, USB ports. So we we wrestled with the idea of a a thumb drive, and then we just went with the digital download so that they can be downloaded MP3 format and played on any device. And that was kind of our first foray into solely a digital release. And it's been good. We've, We've done well in some areas, not so well in others. We're learning a lot about that whole process. But we still do have our mm-hmm. first two CDs available um, as the press CD is available at our shows and on our website. Okay, okay. So we're going to play another song that you sent um, someday. Can you yeah. tell us about that one? Sure, Ken. That is a Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20 song. Um, it, again, I guess it's just a theme. It, it, listening to the words carefully, it, has, it sounds very much like a spiritual journey. Um, the refrain at the end that uh, not always knowing how good things are and sometimes wanting to go back and live them over to, to take the joy out of the moment, you know, and enjoy that part of it. But it's it's a song about um, living either in the moment, um, living out loud is one of the phrases he uses, or we're always thinking uh-huh. that someday we'll have to do that. It's kind of a choice you make, I think, to, to live your life out loud and, and to be in the moment and to enjoy every bit of it or regretfully look back and think, you know, wish I would have done that. So it's a beautiful song by Rob Thomas that they charted, and we did that one on our first CD, self-titled Ragtop. Okay. So we're going to play a little of that song, and then we'll come back and talk a little more, okay? Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Okay. Someday. All right. 
Very nice. Very nice. Always liked that song. It was uh, one yeah. of Rob Thomas's early hits. Beautiful. I, I like the way that you guys did it. So that's um, kind of our, our our thing is we do we are considered cover band I guess but we had an agent we worked with early on um, brand us as a signature cover act and I never thought of that but she she said you guys make arrangements out of these songs that the the memorable parts the hooks are all there and people recognize them. But the way you craft the arrangement is really special. And I thought, well, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. She worked with us for a couple of years, and we've tried to stay in that vein where we keep the hook of the song, keep the noticeable parts there, but maybe play with the arrangement a little to try to communicate more to the listener with what we're trying to say through that song. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, you can hear that. It's it's really nice, really nice. So, so um. If listeners are interested in in downloading your EP um, or or purchasing your CDs, or if they're in the Virginia area, um, the Southern Virginia area, um, and they want to come see you play, do you, what, what's the best place where they can get your calendar, where they can download your music or or purchase the hard CD? Sure, that's our website. That's a great place to start and jump off into all of our social media. That address is um, www.myragtop.com. And all of our social media links are there, our schedule, our videos, our music, our our store there with all of our hats, T-shirts, stickers, and posters, and everything and more than you probably want to know about Ragtop. It's all available there. And you can follow us out okay. from there to Facebook and give us a like and follow us from there on our social media platforms. Okay, great, great. So I'll be posting that as usual on my website later tonight, so people can can go there if they if they missed it this time. I they didn't have pen and paper that. ready. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate um, that. And really, would yeah. like to encourage folks too to make sure you get out and support live music. I mean, Austin has an amazing world world-renowned music scene, but mm-hmm. every artist that made it somewhere started playing for a couple people in a small town somewhere where they were just local acts, you know, and buy their CDs, pay the cover charge to see them, buy tickets to their show, support live local music, and we'll keep generations of good musicians coming on for everyone to enjoy. It's just really important. Absolutely. That's a great message. If people want to hear, if people are interested in the music, then they need to pay for it to keep it going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. artists just aren't making it off of uh, the CDs anymore, but the touring is big. But when you want to see, you say I support an artist, you got to put your feet, you know, where your mouth is. you got to get out to their shows. you got to support them through their their uh, music and, and anything that you can. It's very important for all artists out there to mm-hmm. do it. But mm-hmm. thank you for the opportunity to uh, share our music with the show. We always yeah, and. And thank you. Um, we're, we're, we have one more song, and we're going to play it uh, a bit of it on our way out. Um, but okay. maybe you can talk about it before you go, and that is um, Top Toes. T- uh, toes, yeah. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that, Toes. Sorry, the way that it's a, written. It looks that's good. a salute to <laughs> yeah, summer. <laughs> kind of a farewell okay. to summer. That was a song we recorded very early on. It's a Zach Brown hit. And it was our way of saying goodbye to summer. We recorded that with one of our first uh, band formations that we worked with. And I just thought, even though it's fall up here, it's still 90 degrees. But it was our farewell to summer song we wanted to share with you. So thanks for playing that one. Okay. Yep. We're going to play that on the way out. And um, 
thank you so much for joining us again this evening and for supporting this show by 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 being guests with your music so frequently. It's really nice to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. And you have a good evening. Thank you, Doctor. You as well. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Um, okay. So before we get knocked off the air by Art, let me let everybody know what's coming up in the next uh, week. Next Sunday, October 6th, we'll be back with another show live from here in Austin. And we'll be joined by author, publisher, musician, and composer Bill Protzman who will be discussing the healing power of music. And Lauren Tarrant, who we just spoke to, co-founder of Well Beyond Care, is returning for the second part in her discussion about her company, Well Beyond Care, and the importance of matching caregivers with those who need care to create a perfect fit. And producer of this show, musician Art Mendoza, joins us on this side of the mic to discuss some of his upcoming projects. He's got some big projects on the for coming up on the horizon, so we'll be playing some of his music and talking about that and and more. We always have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the website links that my guests spoke about. Um, Go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years, for upcoming information. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blog, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald Devere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Lacey and Sylvia of Break the Silence Against Domestic Violence, Lauren Tarrant of Well Beyond Care, Renee and Jim Oliphant, the musical duo Ragtop, and of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. And have a happy and sweet new year, everyone. And let's listen to a little bit more of Ragtop.
Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 